We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Here with Jacqueline Way, and we are doing another version of the Joyly podcast. And I couldn't be more excited about our guest today. Um, I just want to do a quick, quick update about what's going on here at the Joyly Studios. So, as you know, we've been carrying this amazing, beautiful big chair around the country. It's a big chair. It's a big chair. We've been to almost 40 cities, and uh, we're super excited because we just booked the Boys and Girls Club and a chamber event this morning. And I know it's like not Jacqueline's level of success, but we've just been incorporated a short time and it's super fun um, to see the uh, opportunity working for people and uh, measuring success based on them actually listening to us and sitting in the chair of joy on a regular basis. So welcome ja- Jacqueline Way, inspirational keynote speaker, top uh, TEDx speaker. I watched your video again this morning. Completely amazing. Founder of Thank number you. 365 Give and uh, philanthropist. You live in Vancouver, California. What's the temperature? No, uh, Vancouver, Canada. Canada. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we won't take California. California. There yeah. is a Vancouver. Aha, uh-huh. been there. there. Is, yeah, you, yeah, you guys have. I'm here to both. So Vancouver, uh, what's the temperature today is my first question. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's it's a typical fall Vancouver day. A little rain, might get a little splash of sun, but, you know, cool and overcast. Very cool. We're, we're out of our summer months, so we're definitely into that Canadian fall. I love it. I feel yeah. the same here in Wisconsin. So yeah, anyway, exactly. I want to get right to the heart of things. And um, Let's do it. Before I let you uh, go into your, um, your a little bit about your bio and your background, tell mm-hmm. me quickly where you got this phrase, happy children must mean happy adults, which obviously is a happy planet. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, Well, the reality is, is that, you know, we can talk about happiness all we want, but happiness is something that comes from the inside. Research has shown this, science shows it, we talk about it, you know, it's an inside job, every possible quote you know, tile, Instagram post, you can have what we know is happiness comes from the inside. And when you can cultivate that happiness for yourself inside, that then flows out to everybody else. So literally, even if it's one person at a time, you know, one person has that opportunity. I think I'm proof of the pudding that one person can affect a million people when they're coming from that place of happiness and giving love out to the world, that that has the opportunity to affect millions. But but it has to start with us and it affects your family, it affects your community and it spreads and ripples from there. So we always say happiness starts from ourselves first and that's how we then effectively create change all over the world. So I'm hanging my hat on your success because Excellent. I'm following in your footsteps. Um, you've been Bring all over the world and 365, please update us um, as far as what's going on 
first explain to everybody a little bit about you and then tell us sure. about what 365 is doing these days. Well, you know, I love that you and I talk about joy and happiness so easily. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, 365 Give is a charitable organization that I started with my son when he was just three years old. Never meant it to be a charitable organization by any means. Uh, it was actually a personal parenting project. I started with my son when he was three because I wanted to cultivate in him um, kindness and happiness and love and compassion. Um, and those are what I wanted his 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 traits and his virtues to be throughout his life. And what we know about children is that the best time to teach them is between the ages of zero and five. Their brains are at their best kind of forming all those beautiful narrow pathways um, that they will hold and retain for the rest of their life. So we started this project. We did one thing to give back to the world every day for 365 days. Um, we gave to animals, we gave to people, we gave back to the planet. And it had to be so simple, a three-year-old could do it. At the time I had created what us people used to do, we used to have blogs, you know, before everything else, before websites and, and Instagram and Facebook and all those great things. I think Facebook had just started. And so we, I created a blog around it really just to share our stories with our family and friends. It was an easy way to kind of keep a personal journal. Um, that blog still exists. You can go see my very first post. And um uh, from there it, it grew and it, people like started reading the blog. I started like doing little tweets when Twitter started and I created a Facebook account. Um, and so we started sharing our stories about our daily giving practice and people from all over the world joined us. And then it grew and then we it became an educational program for children, you know, and we went in that TED talk, we talk about 25 schools that we had touched, which we thought was like tremendous at that time. And now it's like 450 schools globally, um, which is insane. And then we've we've expanded from there. You know, we had thousands of families and individuals and businesses and community groups that have joined us as well, because what we really talk and the most important part of all is that, you know what, giving back, we know it's important. Being kind, we know that's important. But what we didn't know at that time and when I started this is the profound impact this can have on an individual. And it can have impact on your health, your wellness, your well-being, your physical health, your mental health, and your personal happiness. And when you start to cultivate giving, we literally call it your daily dose of happiness because it, it then allows you to use your body as this tool for happiness. We call it turning on your happiness switch. So dose literally stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and your endorphins. And these are all like your feel good, love, happiness um, chemicals that run through your brain and your body. And it reduces your stress. Did I know all of this when I started? Absolutely not. Um, it literally became my own personal happiness practice um, that we incorporated in our lives. And now we encourage others to incorporate in your life because not only are you effectively changing the world and the people around you, the world around you, but you're changing yourself and you've, you're cultivating. I call it a mindful practice. You're cultivating your own intentional practice to activate love with inside yourself and activate it out into the world because giving literally is love in action. So the last time I saw you, you were sitting in your, uh, you know, on the beach, I think. In, your <laughs> in my running gear, yeah. Then you sent me a picture of your chair of joy of you sitting in your backyard on the mm -hmm. grass with your legs crossed, all yeah. phenomenal. So I just want to know you a little bit. So sure. my first question, based on what you just said is, how old is your son now and how is his cultivated kindness in the world showing up? 
Mm-hmm. So my son is now, oh my goodness, his 14th birthday is tomorrow. Oh my goodness. So that's how long it's been. His 14th birthday is tomorrow. So we've been, you know, I had a little break in there because I had a couple of my, um, my children are all adopted. And so we had a little break in there. I had about a two year break where I wasn't doing 365 give or we weren't growing it from what it initially started it to be. Um, so we had a little break with all the little children I had um, come home after that. Um, who is he now? You know what? He's, he's that person. You know, he is, it's what everybody says about him. He's, he's happy. He's um, kind. He's loving. He embraces everyone. It's the one thing everybody says about him. It doesn't matter if, I mean, listen, at 14, you know, relationship with girls, all that stuff, his best friends are girls. His best friends are from every culture all over the world. Um, he is what you would hope your child would be. And I have a son. And at that time, when I started 365 Give, he now has a lifelong um, disability. It's a brain-based disability. He has a neural difference, um, which I didn't know when he was three years old and when I adopted and all of those things. So for all of the challenges that life presents from him, for him at different levels, um, he's still that human being you know, and we can still cultivate and we still do cultivate that in him. He works a lot behind the scenes with 365 Give With Me. He's not a in front of the camera kind of guy. Um, and that's okay. I respect that. It's as he says to me, mom, 365 Give is yours. And as I say to him, but without you, it would never have happened. Yeah. So he's inspired this in me. It will always be his. And as he grows and learns in his life, if he wants to run with it in any way, it will be his, it will be there for him to do that. And how are you celebrating tomorrow? How we celebrate? You know, he wants a quiet birthday this year. So I'm actually just, we're having a couple of friends around as a surprise. He doesn't even know they're coming. A couple of his friends are going to come over. Um, We have lots of rules and regulations around COVID in our area. So um, we cannot go dining out at the moment. So we're bringing his favorite restaurant home and just having some friends around. And we're just going to do the surprise because he can't decide what he wants to do. So. Um, that's what we're going to do. You know, being together is the best gift of all. So uh, we're just going to be together and, and celebrate this day for him. Beautiful. Yeah. I am so excited for him and you and, you know, the friends that he gets to come over and celebrate with. Exactly. What a, what a fun fight. Three girls. So I totally Ooh. love yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll put it this way. I'd rather have three boys right now than three girls right now. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. So how many, um, not how many is the wrong question. My question is with COVID and everything going on, I know you're doing a ton of stuff virtually, but are you finding yourself on platforms and stages and events coming up or booked or what's happening and how can we hear you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? I I do podcasts like this um, all of the time. I do lives all of the time. I spend a lot of time as well on Clubhouse um, talking a lot about happiness um, and well-being and giving there as well. So number of different places that I'm speaking is my gig, right? Like it's my thing that I love to do. It's it's, um, part of what I love and communicating with people. So I'm doing that nonstop. Um, I'm in the process of writing a book. I've been waiting on the uh, the right inspiration. You know, I, I've been approached to write the 365 Give Story, um, which we could do, but um, I knew it was going to be much more than that. So the book is going to be really talking more about what you and I talk about, and that's happiness um, and joy, how to find that in your life, how to step into it, into your own life through lots of ways. Giving is not the only way to step into your own happiness, but you have to find it for yourself um, and you have to cultivate it when you within yourself. And it's a practice every day. 
um, that, that you have to work on. So that's the book that I'm working on right now. And yes, lots of fun things in the works. We're actually redoing the whole 365 gift platform at the moment. And we're creating a new e-learning platform for people so that we can really teach about the well-being and the happiness and the science of giving, which is a really big, important component that we, we talk a little bit about it on our website now, but we actually want to create uh, a whole e-learning around it because people need to understand the importance that have, how we need to take care of ourselves from the inside out. And as many tools as we can give them to do that, that and giving is such an important one. So navigating the world through joy and or happiness is mm -hmm. um, exciting. It's an exciting it time is. right now. That's what I'm well, that You know, I'd love for people to know the difference between happiness and joy because you and I had this conversation a little bit already when we had our day on the beach because there is a difference between you were happiness. On well, you I was were on the beach. <laughs> I was in my happy place. <laughs> you know, you and I talked about the difference between happiness and joy. And so I'm I'm going to turn it around for a minute. What's the difference for you between happiness and joy? So I love you taught me something that day. So I love what you said, where we're meeting happiness, uh, where people are. Happiness is the thing that we have a lot, right? All day long, we find moments of happiness and we accumulate them and they become bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that's what develops a state of joy. And it's not something that people can have in their life as a constant. It comes and goes and ebbs and flows. But every successful human being that I've talked to knows what it means to intentionally focus and attract more of it on a daily basis, really moment by moment. So there's a lot more to it than that, but that's my over my overarching view of happiness and joy. So it's not one versus the other, it's um, that it's all inclusive. Oh, I love that, I love that. Yeah, no, and I think it's, it's an important thing for people to recognize as well, and I think it's the importance of your work um, that you do is helping people. It's that joy is that state of being, you know, whereas happiness does ebb and flow. It's the emotional, it's the emotion of joy that goes up and down. It's not something that we keep consistently all day, every day, but joy is that beautiful thread that's like that underlining vibration that just runs through us once we cultivate it and we know it's there. So, you know, I think that's such an important understanding for people, not between the difference between what we do, but how we grow it in people um, yeah. and a big part. And it's a big part of what I've learned from you as well, because, you know, I never quite got the difference, but understand it so much more now because I've focused on happiness for myself, which has cultivated that state of joy, that state of being of joy in, our, in my life as well. Thank you for so that. Sorry to I interrupt you, that. but that was important. I want to. Pe I want people to understand that because both those words are thrown around a lot, and there's not always a full understanding of that. Absolutely, and I would like to um, even escalate that conversation even more by saying that joy is something that people sort of think of as um, a Christmas joy or birthday party joy or something that's mm -hmm. kind of out there and for other people and and sort of get it mixed up. So joyly is becoming its own word. So I look at it as an elevated conversation to live joyly or joyly ever after or or in a place that's not just um, something that we yearn for or strive for, but that we can make it a daily habit and that we, we can create a lifestyle around joyful living. So living joyly is sort of our lifestyle. And, um, you know, you've got the blue and white world and I've got the yellow and white world. And exactly. together, together, I think that makes green, which is absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> so... 
No, I yeah. love that. I love that. No, and it's and it's important because the you know the more we're stepping into um, people understanding all elements of of happiness and joy and love at a more conscious level, and as we see that evolution happening um, in our world with information being so available to people, um, you know, it's important that people understand um, all of the differences and the different ways of looking um, at joy and happiness. I don't think that we can get enough reminders. I mean, I need the reminder every single day, all day long. That's why I created the chair of joy because it's an anchor for me. It's like, oh, right. You know, I have to sit down and get away from this computer thing. Like you, this is all consuming. And I think it is for a lot of people and the news and the media and everything else that's going on in our culture and our world, our kids, our family, our communities. I have to, I, you know, I signed up for this and I committed and volunteering. Let me go on and on. But, um, you know, it's like there's got to be an interrupter or a dis- disruptor, right? Mm-hmm. To to t- tap into the neural pathways that you talked about, which is, you know, just get a different vibration going and escalate it so that you can have more of all it is that you dream of. Yeah, absolutely. So beautiful, 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 Jacqueline. What is coming up next that you're super excited? Other than a full, uh, uh, you know, updated website and a new book, what else mm-hmm. is for us that we need to know about you? There you go. Um, other than that, um, you know what? I, I'm more of the constant girl. You know, I'm not the the big things coming up. You know, we have big things coming down the road, but I don't have one main thing that that uh, that you know launching in the next three months or anything along that lines. So. so you're going about your days being you. And mm-hmm. what, what was your clubhouse name again? I, I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. I'd say it's it's Jacqueline Wake. Yeah, it, you can find us. You can find me at, at 365 Give on Clubhouse. At 365 at Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. And didn't you have a conversation with Neil Donald Walsh or something? Oh, yeah. No, I just did. Um, I just did. Actually, that one's coming up now. So it's something called the Oneness Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, Neil Donald Walsh is a favorite author of mine. He wrote the books, Conversation with God. Um, and so I very much play in that spiritual you know, world and realm with lots of different people. Uh, so uh, coming up in October is the um, Oneness Summit. Uh, and I should, I don't have the dates right in front of me. Um, the one that is really cool because people like Neil Donald Walsh, but any possible spiritual guru that you may follow, they are, uh, every, if you've ever read the book, um, uh, the secret. Um, every guru that was in that book will be also at the Oneness Summit. I'm talking about consciousness. So I'm doing a, a, a conscious parenting panel um, for that summit, which is pretty exciting. Um, so all being done remotely rather than in person. I think the world is still going that way. Um, so that one, yeah, that one's coming up in, in October. So I'm really excited because I haven't done a lot around conscious parenting, but really what we teach is conscious parenting. It's it's be, it's be helping your kids become very mindful. It's creating a practice for them every day. Um, it's helping them understand their emotions and where they're at and how they're feeling. Um, and that's the beauty about giving for everyone is that it gives you a practice. You can call it a mindful practice. You could call it a spiritual practice, whichever way you like, but it, it all falls within that that world. So you so. have a huge passion for children, it sounds mm-hmm. like. So where did that come from? And um, what can you kind of envision when, you know, I know you, you talked a little bit about this being 
your legacy or your legacy is in the moment. So what is it that you see 365 doing in the future? So mm -hmm. about children, where'd that come from and 365 in the future? Yeah. Finally, a better way to hold your phone. Introducing Steady Straps. Made here in the USA, Steady Straps are high quality, flexible straps that adjust to hold virtually any phone comfortably and securely. Steady Straps are washable and come in a wide range of colors and styles. See them all at SteadyStraps.com because they're so visible, they're the perfect promotional item to advertise your company message or logo. Learn more at SteadyStraps.com. That's SteadyStraps.com. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think I'm like many people that in my 30s, I went, oh, yeah, I got to do that parent thing. Uh, and I was ready to become a mom. Uh, I, like many women these days, was not able to have my own children. So we decided to go to the adoption room, which had always been I was that person who always said I, I'd run an orphanage, you know, and so literally I got one, um, and, which was a beautiful <laughs> process. <laughs> I literally go. <laughs> it started with two dogs and it grew from there. <laughs> Uh, and, and an amazing experience. I mean, I think the greatest thing about being a parent, um, and if you don't know this about your kids, you need to start looking at your children differently. Uh, your children are a mirror reflection of what you need to learn about yourself. Uh, so they are a gift for us this way. We think we're supposed to be the parents and teach them everything, but really the opportunity is the opposite way around is how can you look at your children and what do you need to learn by what's showing up in your world and what your, your, your kids are teaching you. So, I'd always wanted to be a teacher, but not a teacher in schools. Um, school was never my thing. So 365 gives the perfect opportunity for me to go and teach as young as, I mean, I've been in preschools as young as, you know, children as young as three and four, and I've been up to university level. So I get to teach across the board. I mean, I've taught seniors, I mean, literally. So the beautiful thing for me and 365 Give is I get to fulfill what I always knew was kind of inside of me to teach. I get to teach that across multiple levels with everyone that I come in contact with and, and the talks that I do or the keynotes or whatever it is. And with the children, it's we get to do it in project-based learning. So we get our hands dirty and, you know, we build bird feeders out of pine cones. Right. Like, and, and honey. So I get to teach at a very grassroots uh, level in a way that honestly works for me. And I wish I had been taught it. So we're really trying to change the cultures in schools and how we can use project based learning and teach kids a different way of looking at learning. Um, so that's one of the big things for us. Um, and down the road, you know what, if we can expand this even further at a global level, that's even though we're in schools all over the world, you know, we want to be able to translate this. We want to be able to make this accessible for every child to learn. We're getting to the point where every child has a device in their hands for learning. And that's the gift of COVID. I see so many gifts of COVID, obviously not for the lives lost or the people that have gotten sick, but the gift that now more and more children have technology in their hands to enhance their learning and they're learning to look they're learning um to teach themselves in different ways and so that's been one of the gifts of COVID and that's what we want to also help with is that kids can go in and learn how to do this themselves or they can learn to go in and do it through a classroom situation so do you think over the years that this uh, this topic has been approached or what is different about mm. what is showing up with you guys? Right. I guess I think that we're starting to see it. You know, in schools, they call it social emotional learning now, SEL learning. Um, in the States, they also have um, another version of it as well for older kids at high school level. Um, there's obviously kindness programs as well. 
what the big difference is, is between what we do and what, let's say, a random acts of kindness. And I'm very, I know the random acts of kindness foundation very well and the people that run it. Um, the, the difference I would say between what we do and what they do is that we know that not everybody has the capacity for the kindness to someone else. Sometimes that's challenging for some people. So what we always say is that it's inclusive of everything. So be kind to another person, be kind to a stranger, or could you give to an animal? You know, could you give to our planet? So we have just broadened the spectrum of what kindness is, which people think it's just being kind to another person. Yeah. Whereas we're like, let's give back all across the board. Let's include compassion in that. Let's include gratitude in that. Let's include um, kindness in that. So kindness is just part of the bigger umbrella that we fit under. And we look at, at, at giving as just a broader spectrum of, of what it all is tied together um, and how you can um, expand the way that you look at giving back to the world. Justice doesn't have to be a human being, but um, any living entity and being on our planet, including our planet. That's awesome. And um, I think that that it is just an awareness of like, man, I never thought about that before, but here's all these incredible ideas and maybe I can do that. And it's really, really simple to talk Absolutely. About. You know, we, we go like, how, how are you, how are you giving back to the bees, right? Are you planting flowers? Which then, you know, it's, it's that whole teaching approach that when you plant flowers in your garden, you know, you're not only giving back to the planet, but you're giving back to the butterflies and the bees. And it's, it's that way of teaching the, the oneness and how we're all connected yes. in our world, which is sometimes a missing piece um, and that's what we love about what we do or when you're teaching kids about going and doing a beach cleanup we're not just teaching about going and doing a beach cleanup we're teaching them about how we're connected to when we do that beach cleanup we're helping the salmon and it's like okay who's eating fish people when you're doing a beach cleanup you're actually helping yourself Mm -hmm. Right. So it's it's how all of our actions in our world are all interconnected and how people can start to see us as what we talk about, how we are all interconnected on this little ball that we live in in the universe. You know, and when we look at ourselves as sharing one planet, being connected via our one planet, you know, we're hoping to change that perspective of how we interact with each other in the world. It doesn't matter where you live, because you know what, if. Um, I plant a tree in my yard that's affecting you in Africa over on the other side of the world because I'm cultivating oxygen and carbon dioxide in my little garden in my backyard, but that's affecting the whole planet, right? So it's teaching the bigger scale of how we're all interconnected. I'm curious from um, from a business perspective, how you are measuring this for people, especially mm. parents and superintendents and those with the powers that be like, is there algorithms in place or is there some sort of tool that you measure success or how many people have gone through the program, anything? Yeah, I mean, the the, the great thing is, is that our program is all web-based. So we can track and measure all of that and who's using our program and the success of that. Um, it's also why we wanna broaden um, more into an e-learning so we can use even more of those matrix because you know it's, it's the challenge with any charitable organization. Everybody wants numbers, right? I can't say that for every dollar you donate to us, to us I'm feeding three homeless people, right? It's, it's a different dynamic, but what we do know based on science and research is that every time one person does one act of giving, it actually affects three people. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the ripple effect of what we do. When we are cultivating happiness in one person, same thing, that's cultivating happiness in every person that that person is touching. So for example, if I am cultivating giving in one person over the course of their lifetime, we effectively will be in contact with anywhere from, I think the number is 30,000 to 150,000 people in our one lifetime. So when I'm cultivating happiness and giving in a child in kindergarten, I am effectively over the course of their lifetime, when we're growing and cultivating that in that child, that's touching that many people over the course of their lifetime. Listen, we look at me, okay, and who would have known I would have done a you know, I would have had a charitable organization, a TED Talk, all of the things that we've done that now has effectively touched millions of people all over the world. You just, you can't make that, you just don't know that stuff, right? You just can't make that stuff up. But the more we can cultivate that in every person across a life cycle, because that's what we do, we cultivate this across an entire life cycle of a human being, that we know that we are cultivating that not only in that person, but everyone that they touch. And that's how we create a paradigm shift in our world. And it's not just me doing it, it's what you're doing as well, right? You're creating that paradigm shift in others as well with the work that you're doing. So when we have enough people spreading the same message, that's how we create massive shift in our world, right? Massive how would you shift. say we're there on that scale, on a scale of one to 10, when you say we have, when we have enough people, like are, mm -hmm. are we close to having enough people? It seems like we have a conversation, um, a strong conversation happening in the world right now that people are on the train and people yeah. are hearing it. And I'm, I'm knowing that my impact can touch 150,000 people. And I think and beyond, children, you're going to go so far, beyond. so far beyond that. Right. And children are understanding it. So tell me on a scale of one to 10, this is a, just a, yeah, just a straight up question. I'm curious. Absolutely. That's, that's a, it's a great question. I love that question. You know what? I'd say we are at a tipping point right now. I think on the scale um, we are at a five. We are literally, if this was a seesaw right now and, you know, one side is going to tip us into disaster and the other side is going to tip us into creating what we dream of, a happy, healthy, peaceful world. I think we're sitting on that middle point right now and we all have this choice that we have to make. Which way do we want this to go? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's all of us, because what we know is our leaders are not going to take us there. Right. Our, the leaders of the world are not going to tip us in the direction that we all want to go, right? So we all have to make that choice as an individual. It's what we do and what we cultivate because we know that every time we cultivate an individual, they have the power to go make the impact and a choice for themselves. So if we have enough people and that are cultivating happiness, joyful living, healthy living, well-being, creating more understanding, spreading that message more on every alg algorithm. So this is using social media, using YouTube, using podcasts, using every possible means that we can to create that tipping point going the other way. We've got it. And I think, I think that we've got it. I think that we're at a point where the world has gone so sideways that there's only one way to go. And that is we're, we're choosing health. We're going to choose happiness. We're going to choose um, a better way to live our lives, not just for ourselves, but everybody around us. So even though we share one planet, I believe we all live on our own little planets. You know, we all live in our own little individual world and we can choose how we're going to cultivate that individual world, which includes our families and it includes our communities, it includes our neighbors, and then our reach beyond that as well. 
listen, everybody has that opportunity on social, right? I don't care if you have 300 followers on social media, you could be using that as a, as a, as an opportunity to spread and change um, the way people look at the world and what shows up in your feed. Um, you can be positive, posting positive messages, even if they're just positive messages versus negative messages, that's tipping the scale to positivity versus negativity. Just curious if you've ever said tipping the scale sort of an, an, an analogy before today. You know what, We the funny thing is, is that I use a seesaw uh, so when we're teaching kids, we use something called an emotional seesaw um, okay. that we use with 365 Give. So we use that seesaw for helping them understand emotions and how they can use their emotions one way or another. You know, we use it actually as the, the tipping point of, you know, you can go to anger, fear, um, you know, on one side, one side of the scale, and then you can tip it the other way where calm is in the middle and then happiness and excitement, you know, it's on the other end of the scale as well. So it's a great way to teach children um, and using that seesaw mode, but it's, the conversation is out there right now, right? That everybody says we're at the, we're at a tipping point right now. So to me, it was the first thing that came into my mind was the seesaw of, okay, which side of the stick you gonna choose, right? Um, and I think we all have that, that, um, that seesaw, the emotional seesaw for ourselves, which we, we can choose. And it doesn't matter what your political views are, any of those things, you don't have to be an angry political person. You can be a happy where you are and what your choices are, you know, to go off being angry about it, you know, or, you know, an angry COVID person, whichever vaccinated, unvaccinated, masked, unmasked, you don't have to show up in that angry place, right? We can, we can come to a place of peace. The people that have had the most influence in the world are the people that have changed the world through peace, not the people that are trying to change the world through a place of anger. It never works. <sighs> So many things in there to unpack. I'm just, so I get a lot, I hear. I, there's a, I don't hear it, but there's a lot of people who get, you know, get something from being super angry. And so it's-, mm. it's We get sick, unfortunately. It's called how we create disease, right? right? That's how we create disease in our life. Stress creates disease in our own personal life. And that's part of the choice that you're making is you're not just making a, a choice of, I'm gonna be angry and I'm gonna make a lot of noise about it, but you're choosing you're choosing an unhealthy lifestyle for yourself. And when people start to understand the effects that stress has on our, not only our mind and our emotions, but this, how um, stress has so much effect on our bodies. Um, and you dig into that, stress causes cancer. You want to know the truth, stress causes cancer. So that's the choice that you get to make in your life is, you know, do I want to live in a place of high stress, high fear, high anger. Great. No problem. You want to do that? Just know you're going to have an unhealthy life. And when we're talking about cultivating joy as you do and happiness in our life and having a happy, happy life, being stressed and angry doesn't cultivate that. It doesn't cultivate it for you. And then guess what our kids learn from us? I talk about this in our, in my TED talk, you know, what are our children learning from us? They watch us right? Even from the time that they're born, they're watching us. They feel the energy that's coming off our body. They feel and they hear the stress that's in our voice or the anger that's coming off of us. What are you teaching your children, right? And that's the world that we get to live in is we keep teaching our children. We're programming them at a young age. So what are you teaching your children? Are you teaching them 
uh, happiness? Are you teaching them love? Are you teaching them how to not be completely freaked out, stress in their life? Or are you teaching them the other side of the stick? And you have to look at yourselves. That's why I say our kids are our best teachers because when your kids turn around and they're living in anxiety and stress and yelling back at you, what have you taught them? It's that simple. It happens to me. My kids yell back at me. I have, I, I'm not the perfect parent. I have taught it to my kids as well. And now I'm, I'm, there's parts of me that is trying to unteach it to my children, right? I'm not saying I'm the perfect parent and I haven't done it as well, but that's what you can look at. If your kids are yelling and screaming and they're anxious and they're stressed and they're, you know, coping in ways that we don't understand, just take a look at your own life and what are you teaching them? Yeah. And I think that's part of why the chair of joy had to start as well is because I walk around all the time and not only am I doing what I can intentionally to sustain my own joy, but I'm noticing just in, in my visual, my, my peripheral, you know, walking down the street, for example, just this mm -hmm. heaviness and this sometimes like, Oh my goodness, if I could be anywhere else in the world, I'll, I'll choose that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and really people it, for everyone listening today, and I, there's a lot of people chatting and, and talking to me and they love the butterfly and the flitting around and the mm -hmm. tipping coin and the, everything you're saying today. So um, if you could say something to people about just wherever you are, like, let's get to it. If we're not yeah. finding our happiness or our joy, we're missing mm -hmm. out on living life. Right. Literally. Yeah. Please, please share. Please yeah. share. Yeah. So I, you know what? I'll share the story with everybody because I think everybody can understand this. I remember when we first went down into lockdown for COVID and, you know, we all became homeschool parents and um, our jobs, all of a sudden we had to like figure out a space in our home. We were going to have an office um, and everything else. We couldn't really leave our homes. Everybody was in a panic. The whole world was in a state of stress. I mean, we were watching the news, like consuming it as much as we could. And I started at home. I was going to be that good homeschool parent. I could do this. I started happy school at home, had all these projects lined up. Well, that lasted for like two weeks. And then I was so done. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm the woman who talks about happiness, right? Like I teach kids, you know, all that stuff. And, and after two weeks, I was done. And after four weeks at about four o'clock with my, you know, gin and tonic at my desk, sitting <laughs> in front of my computer, not being able to work going, holy crap. Like, what the hell happened to me? Like, I was going to be the happy school. The kids are all on their devices playing games. I couldn't wait till four o'clock every day because it was like, okay, this is. And I sat there and I went, oh, my God, what, what's making me happy right now? And I couldn't answer that question. I couldn't answer that question. And I was like, I'm not sure I can go what makes me happy. I couldn't do the things that I loved. So, for example, for me, you know, I could still do my work to a certain extent, but not to what I not to where I wanted it to be. I couldn't go do talks. I couldn't go teach in classrooms anymore. I couldn't do all of those things. But anyway, okay, if 365 Give wasn't there, what actually makes me happy, right? So if my work wasn't there, what else makes me happy? I couldn't answer that question. So I decided to cultivate for myself and my family or for my kids, um, something called a happiness toolbox because I needed to dig deep and go, okay, how can I turn that happiness switch on for me? Now, one of the things I knew for sure was giving. So one of the things I started doing was go giving in my community. We started doing things like we painted happy rocks to go in the front of our house so that when people walked by, they got their moment of joy, just seeing things that we did. Um, you know, we started going and um, making meals for seniors around our neighborhood, but we can't do that all day, every day. So what were some of the other things that I started doing? Well, I realized one of the things I love doing is being up in my garden. So every day I started a routine for myself before I even got out of bed, I started cultivating gratitude. So before I even got out of bed, oh my God, I just started saying thank you. Thank you for another breath. 
Thank you for another day. Thank you for this beautiful pillow that I get to sleep on. Thank you for, oh, it's, I can hear the birds singing in my garden. I would get up before, like as soon as my feet hit the ground, I would put my few, favorite music in my ears that just make me happy listening to it. And then I would go walk out in my garden, even if it was like five o'clock in the morning and still dark, I'd go walk out in my garden. I'd start talking to the flowers, just thanking the flowers for just like opening. So I started creating this habit, happiness habit for myself. I started creating a box where I could put all of these tools in it so that I knew no matter where I went in my day, I would have these things I could draw from that made me happy. Going for a walk made me happy. I was allowed to do that during COVID. I started creating an algorithm on every single social feed that I have. So my phone, my phone now is literally um, filled with al algorithms that when I turn on my YouTube, the only thing that's going to come up for me are things that I know create happiness for me. So that might be um, listening to America's Got Talent. It's one of my favorite shows. Oh, they all come up on my phone. It might be listening to my favorite spiritual gurus and wisdom people. It might be listening to Oprah. Oprah's always on my algorithm. So I created everything in my world so that no matter where I went, only happy things for me were coming up. But I had to find that for myself. And that was the big one. And I encourage people to sit yourself down and go, what makes me happy? And if you can't answer that question, start creating things around you in your life that you know will bring you happiness. Um, because that creates that underlining thing that you and I talk about or that you talk about, which is joy, right? It's that underlining thread that even if you're having a bad moment, you're, you can still find the underlining thread, that ripple of joy that's buried underneath everything. You can start going and turning your happiness switch on for yourself, learning how to use your body as a tool to flip it on so that on the really bad times in your life, it's like, oh, hold on. I got 20 things in my happiness box or your chair of joy um, that I can go and use to get me out of my rut, to get me out of where I'm stuck and start turning that happiness switch on again so that you can start turning things around in your life. And that's a big one for me that I found and that I looked at COVID as such a gift for me that I, I started to hit a bottom low. And when you hit that bottom low, it's like, okay, my happiness toolbox, where is it? Because I'm going to switch on every happiness tool I got in my life to get me out of this rut. And that's all it is. And it's the ebbs and flows and recognizing you're not always going to be in like a high, high, you know, state of happiness, but always knowing all the tools you have to make more evenness in your life. So you've got that underlining joy always running through and knowing how to switch on your happiness switch um, at different moments throughout your day. Beautiful. And you don't get stuck. You don't get stuck in anxiety and you don't get stuck in stress and you don't get stuck in that rut. And you notice that rut when you're in it and going, oh, get out my happiness toolbox. It's time to start flipping those switches. Jacqueline, last question, but first of all, I just want to absolutely thank you and wish you that I'm so excited for your future. Thank I mean, you. you are such an eloquent speaker. You have, thank you. you know, you, you can tell you've studied so hard and you're so passionate and the results that you're creating are so welcomed. Um, let's end it here about supporting our world, our people, our communities, right? So for me, the care of uh, joy has an, um, a whole ecosystem around it, much like the 365. And I welcome everyone to go to our enrollment page and yeah. your, your programs are amazing by the way i mean it's like go see them everybody i mean the wealth of knowledge that you're teaching i mean all of it like it just you amaze me so yeah. stop saying i amaze you because you amaze me and what you're what you're creating because this is just the beginning of so much that's going to be so phenomenal yes it's a 30-year plan like i remember <laughs> 
day that I sat in my chair of joy and I just, I, I was like something, something magical happened a few minutes after I, I did the process without knowing it was a process or a system or anything. And, um, and so, yes, yeah, so I like to offer, uh, you know, if people pay attention um, and, and really understand what um, Jacqueline is saying, where, where if we're not doing finding our happiness and our joy, what are we doing, right? Let's create the magic and let's mm-hmm. have support in it. And I'm yes. here to support you 100%. Jacqueline, my last question to you is how can people who are listening today get support from your organization? Absolutely. You know, where our programs are free for everybody. So you can just go to 365give.ca. That's our Canadian signature. Um, and you can sign up as a member. We have a number of ways, you know, if you just want, one of the things that we do is we actually will drop a giving idea into your email box every day. If you want, um, most of our members love that. So you can sign up for your daily giving idea. You can sign up as a member and join, um, you know, our programs are there and easy to get everybody going, but also know that they're going to be evolving exponentially over the next six months um, and be even more interactive uh, for people to be part of. And and like I said, we really want to teach the science of giving, the understanding of your well-being, the understanding of how to turn on that happiness switch for yourself. Um, Because when you make, you know, we all want to, I think that's a big part people are missing. And I think this is a lot about what you talk about too. It's, It's, you know, we want our lives to have meaning and purpose. So create that. You know, that's that's what it's all about. You know, you can go through life and at the end of your life go, what, you know, what did I do? Or instead you could say, I created a meaningful life. You know, if you're looking at your life from the back end, you know, start at the end and work forward. What do I want? What do I want my tombstone to say about me? And what was the impact that I created in the world around me? It doesn't have to be global. What was the impact I created in my own little world and the people in my life and my world? Oh my gosh, Jacqueline. Thank you so very much for being here and for sharing stories and for, I think, um, what you provide for me and others is just hope and possibility. Possibility. Mm-hmm. Never right? ending, right? It's never ending. And um, I would like for everyone to take a seat in uh, Jacqueline and I's world um, at some point, somewhere along the line and uh, get involved in an event. So Jacqueline, Absolutely. what a privilege to have you here. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And everybody who joined us today, thank you so much. Namaste. I wish you a happy, beautiful day on purpose. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.